This video was brought to you by Ground News. Today, Ukraine's top commander says the war with Russia has reached a stalemate. Embattled US Congressman George Santos survives an expulsion vote, and democracy is in global decline, according to a new report. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 2nd of November, 2023. Ukraine's armed forces commander-in-chief, Valery Zaluzhny, has given his assessment on the ongoing fight against Russian forces and conceded that the war has reached a stalemate, adding that there will most likely be no deep and beautiful breakthrough. He described the war as having entered a new positional stage of static and attritional fighting, in contrast to manoeuvre warfare of speed and movement. The sobering comments were made in an interview and accompanying essay in The Economist, in which Zeluzhny said he had been wrong to assume that Russia could be defeated by bleeding its troops. He said, that was my mistake. Russia has lost at least 150,000 dead. In any other country, such casualties would have stopped the war. Ukraine is said to have advanced just 17 kilometres during the five or so months of its counteroffensive, as Ukrainian troops have faced heavily fortified and mined Russian lines. Zeluzhny has concluded that Ukrainian and Russian forces have reached a situation similar to the First World War. He said, just like in the First World War, we have reached the level of technology that puts us into a stalemate. For example, having been to the front line in Avdivka, he says, the simple fact is that we see everything the enemy is doing, and they see everything we are doing. In order for us to break this deadlock, we need something new. But Zeluzhny says this will not be a single new invention, but rather a combination of existing technological solutions that Ukraine doesn't necessarily have access to at the moment. Be it new robotic solutions, mine-clearing equipment, anti-artillery equipment, drones, electronic warfare capabilities, and the ability to mobilise and train more reserves. With the risk of Western fatigue over the war increasing, Zeluzhny said that the Western-supplied arms have worked at sustaining Ukraine so far, but are not enough to win, adding, they are not obliged to give us anything, and we are grateful for what we have got, but I am simply stating the facts. For its part, Russia does not agree with Zeluzhny's assessment, with the Kremlin saying that the war has not reached a stalemate, that Russia's aims will be achieved, and that Ukraine should realise that the prospect of a battlefield victory is absurd. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Over in the United States, the House of Representatives has rejected an attempt to expel Republican lawmaker George Santos over lies he told during his campaign and the 23-count federal indictment accusing him of fraud, identity theft, lying to Congress, and a whole load of other crimes. Interestingly, the vote to expel Santos, who has represented New York's 3rd District since the beginning of the year, was brought by his fellow New York Republican congressional freshman, who said Santos should have done the right thing and resigned his seat. In the end, the vote failed with 179 votes in favour and 213 against. While 24 Republicans voted for the resolution to expel him, there were actually a surprising 31 Democrats who joined the rest of the Republicans in voting against it. Now, even if every single Democrat had voted to expel Santos, he would have still survived, as a resolution to expel requires a two-thirds majority. Nevertheless, the number of Democratic representatives voting not to expel Santos did raise some eyebrows and flummox some of their colleagues. Their logic was that it was not proper to expel a lawmaker before a criminal case or congressional ethics investigation had been concluded. So, for now, George Santos remains in Congress, and the Republicans' narrow 221 to 212 House majority is preserved. However, the House Ethics Committee will announce its next steps in the coming weeks, and his criminal trial is scheduled to start in September 2024, not long before he would face a difficult re-election challenge.
Moving to Africa now, where separate visits by two European leaders raised the legacy of British and German colonialism. German President Frank-Walter Steinmeier was in Tanzania on Wednesday, where he issued an apology for the German suppression of the Maji Maji Rebellion between 1905 and 1907, which resulted in the deaths of up to 300,000 people through violence, famine and disease. Steinmeier said, I would like to ask for forgiveness for what Germans did to your ancestors here adding that he is ashamed of the extent of the brutality dispensed by the German colonial forces. He also pledged that Germany would try to find the remains of the executed chief Songea Mbano, whose skull is thought to have been taken back to Germany. Meanwhile, on a visit to Kenya, the British monarch, King Charles III, acknowledged the abhorrent and unjustifiable acts of violence committed against Kenyans in their struggle for independence in the 1950s. While Charles said there can be no excuse and expressed the greatest sorrow and deepest regret, he did stop short of issuing a formal apology, despite calls from the Kenyan Human Rights Commission for him to do so. In both cases, President Steinmeier and King Charles steered clear of talk of reparations, leaving many in Tanzania and Kenya disappointed. Kenyan President William Ruto told the king that much remains to be done in order to achieve full reparations. Democracy is in decline, according to the newly released annual report by the International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance, or IDEA. The report says that 85 out of the 173 countries surveyed had suffered a decline in at least one key indicator of democratic performance in the past five years. Additionally, last year was the sixth consecutive year in which more countries experienced net declines in democratic processes than net improvements. While Europe has kept its position as the world's highest performing region in terms of democracy, there were declines seen in many established European democracies like Austria, the Netherlands and the United Kingdom, with the most common indicator in decline being the rule of law. Meanwhile, in Africa, the wave of continuing coups and civil conflicts contributed to a decline in democracy across the continent. However, Africa did demonstrate notable regional strength in democratic participation, and countries such as the Gambia and Zambia were noted for their progress. Ideas Secretary-General said, In short, democracy is still in trouble, stagnant at best and declining in many places, with things like Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the cost of living crisis, the lingering effects of the Covid pandemic and more, testing the resilience of democratic powers. Finally, in some uplifting news, the US Department of the Interior has approved plans for the Coastal Virginia Offshore Wind Project, opening the door for what will be the nation's largest offshore wind farm. If built, the 176-turbine, 2.6-gigawatt wind farm should be able to produce enough clean electricity to power more than 900,000 homes. This is all possible thanks to our sponsor, Ground News, a website and app designed to help you take the power of the media into your own hands. Here's how it works. Every day, Ground News ingests over 50,000 articles from all over the world. They then organise these articles by story. For each and every story, you can see the number of reporting sources, where these sources lean on the political spectrum at an individual level and group level, compare the headlines of each source, and read each article all without ever leaving the app. But my favourite part has to be their new comparison feature, which highlights specific differences in left-leaning and right-leaning reporting. Ground News is such a useful tool for our current media landscape, and I think an app like this will only become more essential as the media landscape continues to evolve. Our team at TLDR likes Ground News so much that we've decided to offer 30% off the Ground News Vantage plan to all our viewers. That's under $6 a month for unlimited access to every incredible Ground News feature. 
This offer is only available here, so make sure you go to ground.news forward slash TLDR or click the link in the description to get started and support an independent news platform working to make the media landscape more transparent.